Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Podcast. This is your rounds two and three. Oh shit! Nope, nope. We're gonna redo that. <sighs> and I know we're not gonna redo that because John's gonna play that anyway. <laughs> regardless, yeah, um, you're right. I like I like to let your errors just live out there for everyone. Yeah, bigger. fuck it. So this is this is our keep sounding days, podcast. Days two and three. Days two and three reaction to the NFL draft. The Carolina Panthers had some draft picks. John, how are you doing this fine evening? I know you're not doing anything substantial in your life. Yeah, so uh, sorry I sound poor. Uh, I'm on a phone because I was moving, and I took a break from moving to do this because that is the type of dedication that I have over here. You suck. It's also because, like, because <laughs> I would so much rather be moving right now, too. Like, I just love carrying heavy things down three flights of stairs to go drive them across <laughs> town and take them back up three more flights of stairs. You should have bought a right. uh, bottom floor apartment. Yeah, I know. But, you know, there's other there's other factors at play here. Well, that's our correspondent, John, from Europe. And uh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> He's live on the scene. Live on the scene in Europe. Brad, how are you doing this fine evening? I know you're in South Carolina, so. I'm doing great because the draft is over. Um, I could not be happier. I do like. I wish I just pretended like I was at the draft and just it's like that's why I sound bad. I'm just like live. Actually, on the yeah, you could you like... could have pretended you were live at Bank of America Stadium <laughs> or something. Yeah, I just like have like some like somebody else's phone next to me playing idle chatter, so it sounds like there's like a people <laughs> crowd of people around me. You do sound like an insider. You may have you may have been able to confirm a few uh, draft trade rumors, <laughs> like uh, the one earlier about uh, how the Panthers. Uh, supposedly turned down a first round draft pick for Derek Brown. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit, by the way, just so you guys yeah. know. If just so everybody that. knows that did not happen. I don't care what they say. I don't have any inside sources, so I'm not going to claim to be somebody I'm not like, I'm not going to claim to be Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or whatever, but there's no way we, that there's no way a team called Scott Fitterer, and said, I will give you a first-round draft pick for Derek Brown, and Scott Fitterer said no. There is no I way. I don't even need to confirm sources. I just have Twitter is my source. Many there people is, yeah. on Twitter. And they said, that's bullshit, so fuck There you. is no way. There is no way. <clears throat> and it was a middle of the first round. It was like from 
12 to 23, somewhere in that range. So it wasn't like it was the Rams calling or, well, the Lions, because they have the Rams first round pick calling and saying, we'll give you number 32. Like it wasn't even that. It was a mid round pick. There's no way we said no to that. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Don't believe everything you fucking read on Twitter. No. So anyway, unless, I, unless we write it, unless we write it. Yes. Yes, I agree. I am the social media star. If you see anything I write on Twitter, it's true. It's true. It's always true. 100%. But I don't know if you should let Brian say that. So people know he's the one that runs the Twitter. I might lose some, some clout. Yeah, we would probably just, uh, yeah, our, uh, actually, yes. Our, fo- our follower count as, as of right now, it is, it's dropping like Bitcoin. That is not true. <laughs> oh, wait, it's coming back up now. It, yeah. It's actually being just like Bitcoin. See the vol. See, <laughs> see, my following is very volatile. That's why. <laughs> but anyway, so well, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, we we got a quarterback, fellas. We sure did. Golden Corral, Matt Corral. The Panthers made a trade to get. That's what I'm calling him. That's what um, Brian Brian is trying to make it happen. Wait, we can't call him Matt Golden Corral. It's Golden Corral, I, Matt Corral. No, Brian is trying to make it happen. Oh yeah, I'll be tweeting about it every single day until the it's like Panthers fetch. organization. It's never going to happen until the <laughs> Panthers organization acknowledges it. Um, but the Panthers traded up back into the third round and got themselves Matt Corral, quarterback, Ole Miss, and that was a guy who there were some mocks that had him going in the first round. So he was the number one quarterback on a lot of people's chart and. You know, I mean, this quarterback class wasn't great by any means. Like Kenny Pickett was the first one taken, and he was the only one taken in the first round. But actually, in the first two rounds. Can can I interrupt you, Brad, real quick? I guess. Can I I remind you that Kenny Pickett has very tiny hands? Yes, he does have very tiny hands. Um, He probably couldn't even hold a plate from Golden Corral. Um, But. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a lot of people had had Matt Corral as their number one quarterback, and we got him in the third round. So he's developmental guy. Was like, like it was like Matt Corral doesn't have like the physical durability or like physical traits that like Willis and Pickett have, but a lot of people think just in terms of like talent level, he's the best of the three. Yeah, that's the, the only the, the only concern is that he's a smaller guy. He's six two, uh, um, two fifteen. But he can put on some small, weight. Like the same size as Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, he can put some weight on. Um, he does play like Cam Newton, though. I did see but that. Yeah, right. he, he, he does. He is a very aggressive, and I, I think it's going to end up being a good pick. Like, we so might I, look back the- on this, like, not quite as, like, Tom Brady-ish, but, like, we got a steal. Like, there's no way this guy should have been a third-rounder. I really liked him as a target for the Panthers during the season. Um, yeah. Like just watching. And I, I would like, I would like watching. I, I went out of my way to watch Ole Miss games, which I'd never do because I was like, I want to watch Matt Corral because he's fun to watch. It'd be really cool. The Panthers drafted him to be our quarterback. And I would not have thought that we would have gotten him at the very end of the third round. Yeah. Europeans correspondent, John. With his analysis. I'll see my piece quick, and then you guys can do most of the talking. But, like, just football, like, talent and passing, like, passing ability and stuff aside, he's such an easy player to root for. Like, yes, I agree. Overcome some, 
he's overcome stuff off the field. Um, I like like within high school, didn't he transfer because he like didn't want to go to a rich prep school? He's like, there's not. I needed to go somewhere where there's some adversity. And in he also high got school, in a fight with Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's kid. I was gonna say in high school yeah. he transferred because he got in a fight with Wayne Gretzky's kid, and they like they told him he had to leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but if you like, really, if you look at that that photo of of it that's been shared around on Twitter, that Wayne Gretzky son should have been punched in the face. Like he <laughs> he looked like a kid you should punch in the face. Um, but, but but like he's he's like ultra ultra competitive, and then like I mean, this is kind of coach speak type stuff. But and the Panthers have said that, but like all of his teammates will like run through a wall for him. All of his coaches have nothing but like amazing things to say about him. Uh, and then, like, watching him play, like, he, he's super, super tough. Like, he's got, like, the Matthew Stafford toughness. And then he's just, like, ultra competitive, like, like sticking his neck out to try to score, like, get extra yards and score touchdowns. I know you got to be careful. But, like, you like that's his natural desire is to be that competitive. And then you can work on, like, being selective with it as opposed to taking someone who doesn't care and then trying yeah. to make them care more. Yeah, you can't make somebody care more. Like you, you yeah. can't do it. And right. he, he had the opportunity I'll hang up, I'll hang up and listen to the, to the real host now. Okay. He had, he had an opportunity <laughs> to, to opt out of their bowl game. And when they asked him if that's what he was going to do, he said, no, I, these guys depend on me and I depend on them and we're in this together. And then he got hurt and in the bowl game. And I actually felt really bad for him because he got hurt in the bowl game, but cause you know, he, he could have just taken the easy way out like everybody does. Like that's one of the problems with bowl games now is all these draft prospects, they sit out to protect themselves and that's their right. Like they, they should do that because they're going to forfeit millions of dollars if they don't. Uh, But I like seeing Corral be the guy that said, you know, I'm actually going to play. And, you know, I think he's going to be good for the Panthers. I think if they're smart, they will sit him behind Sam Darnold and just eat their Sam Darnold medicine for this year. And then let's see what Matt Corral can do. Like, I don't think they should put him out there immediately. Uh, They should develop him as a, as a future starter instead of trying to, you know, put him out there right now. And I think long-term this has a chance to actually work out. So Brad brings up a good point, which is something we discussed on the first round reaction uh, that we should just stick with Sam Darnold. Let him just, you know, let the Panthers figure out whether or not Sam Darnold's actually the answer since they're already paying him this money. And uh, I agree. I think this is the pick that solidifies that stance. They're going to stick with Sam Darnold. They're going to let Corral sit behind him. Um, I will say I did a little bit, a little bit of, film review on him and by film review i mean watching some highlights so you know yeah pretty good at my job um what i noticed with him was and this is a very coachable thing that can be uh addressed in the nfl but and this is also something where watching highlights could also be a problem but he his biggest plays in college were always his first read for the most part, like 85% of the plays that I watched, his big plays were the first read, which means that I also, that could also be Lane Kiffin's offense too. Exactly. That's what that, that was the caveat is that, you know, if you're, if you have good play calling, obviously you want your quarterback to, 
you know, throw the ball where they're supposed to throw the ball. So in the NFL, it's a bit of a different animal where quarterbacks have to make different reads and potentially throw to their second and third option more consistently. That may not be a problem for him. I don't know, but that was what I observed on film was just that most of his big plays in college were always the first read. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. But the nice thing for him is that he doesn't have to start week yes, one. He doesn't have to be a starter on day one, and he doesn't have to be a, a 10 to 12 game winner this year. Like he can just be a developmental quarterback. Please excuse my loud dog if you can hear it. Um, but anyway, um, it's not I, almost like an arcade playing in your background. Yeah, I have the door closed, and he's still being really loud. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, 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 I can't wait. I can't wait to see Matt Corral in the preseason. I haven't felt that way about a quarterback on our roster since we drafted Cam Newton. Because after Cam became the starter, I no longer wanted to see him in the preseason because I didn't want him to play because I didn't want him to get hurt. And our backup quarterbacks have been dog shit for a decade now. So <laughs> I can't wait. I actually want to watch Matt Corral play in the preseason. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Our European correspondent, John has a thought hey. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for taking my call. Um, the only thing I thought, I don't know if uh, we should do the whole, like develop him all year. I think. Oh no, we should put him in the game. Like if it's out of hand. Well, no, no, no. So my, my thing is like, like Brian said something along the lines of like, see if Sam Donald's the answer. Like I can say with like 99% confidence, Sam Donald's not the answer. So like, I don't totally think he is either. Board. I, I, yeah. So I think like on board with like Sam Donald starts the beginning of the season, but I think when, if and when, and probably when Sam Donald starts to, to falter again, you gotta, you gotta let Matt, you have to let Corral go in, in play because even if he's – you have to see if he's it or not because if Sam Darnold's floundering and you end up in a position for another quarterback, you've got to know if, like, it's worth – if you have something already there. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to yeah. get – we don't want to let Sam Darnold lead us to, like, another top five pick. And then it's just like – I guess at that point you probably take quarterback anyway. But it's like, what if we didn't need to because yeah. we already have the guy, but we didn't know because we let Sam Darnold uh, ruin everything again. Yeah, like, if, if we're, like, one in, one in six – yeah. Or something. Yeah. Let Matt Corral play and see what he can do. And right. yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the downside to that, and it's not really a downside, but the downside to that is he turns everything around and we finish, you know, what, 12 and six or 11 and six and make the playoffs, get smoked in the playoffs and then end up with a number 22 pick. But yeah, but in that case, then you but have then the in that case, though, right? we we have the quarterback. So like, it's part. not it's not a bad thing necessarily. But you know, I I I just want to see the kid play. I'm I'm rooting for him. I I agree with John um, that Sam is probably not the answer. I don't think <laughs> he's going to magically fix everything with a left tackle and a new offensive coordinator. I think he's he's cooked. I think he's basically, he, he is who he is at this point because there were times last year when he was making really bad decisions and he had plenty of time to process what was in front of him and he just wasn't doing it. 
Like the offensive line wasn't as bad in some cases as we think it was because Darnold just made terrible decisions to compound. Sam Darnold would be the worst quarterback to ever become a decent quarterback. Yeah, he would. Like no one's ever been. There's like Ryan Tannehill is like the only example I can think of off the top of my head is a guy that was like underwhelming, but he went from like is he or is he not the guy to like, oh, he's actually pretty good to maybe that was just a flash in the pan. Nobody's ever gone from just like downright terrible for several years. And they're like, oh, actually he's pretty good now at, at like whatever age Sam Donald, like in his sixth year in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's 20, he's 24 years old or yeah, he's 24 years old, but you're right. Nobody has gone from being that bad to being good. Right. For that long too. It's like, it's not like, yeah, he was bad as a rookie, and then he started to figure it out. It's just like, yeah, he's just been consistently bad for several years, and then all usually, of a sudden, like, the development curve doesn't work like that. Yeah, usually you know by year two if they're right. good or like, not. Yeah, Peyton Manning was awful his rookie year, but he turned out to be Peyton Manning. Like, you know by year two if they're going to be any good or not. Yeah. Yeah, they made it through, what, he's, yeah, he's gone through four years now. Because this is about to be his fifth year option. Yeah, we're, yeah we picked years, up his fifth year option. So, if, if there's four years, you've shown three a three game stretch of maybe being good. Then you're probably out of like however you know a possible sixty five games, in, not counting like if you're like injuries and stuff like that. You're and you've got a resume of three good games. You're probably not going to be the guy. Yeah, and I know we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because the Jets were terrible. And it started to look like that was the case in those first three games this year. But hes I think he's proven that he's a backup at best. And I don't, I don't see us – I don't see us keeping him past next year regardless. Yeah. So – No, no, he's gone. So, I mean, honestly, hell, just fuck it. Just put Corral in there and just see what he can do. <laughs> I like After over the course games. of the last five minutes, yeah. we've gone from like you can develop him behind Sam Darnold, or like God, ah, never mind, just like screw never it. mind. Let, Who let cares? Yeah, week let's, one, let's, day one, snap one, throw him out there. Let's throw him out there. Let's, let's, let's see what dude. he let's see what he can do. Let's make it fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So let's talk about the rest of the Carolina Panthers draft. So we took a linebacker. We did. Brandon Smith, Penn State. An an athletic linebacker. So this is where we get into the the point of the draft where it's not about what they're bad at. It's about what they're good at. And we traded up to get this guy, too. We traded both of our fifth round picks to get into the fourth round. 
at number 120 to get this guy. So clearly they saw something they liked. So this is where you get into the projection of the uh, of the NFL draft, where we're really, for the most part, throwing darts at the at the dartboard. Um, yeah. But overall, I mean, this is a guy where he has all the athletic traits to be a really good linebacker in the NFL. You just didn't see the tape necessarily where he would be because if he was a good, if he was a really, really, really good linebacker in college, he would be a first or second round pick, probably. Yes, with um, his athletic testing, there. If he were an experienced linebacker, there's no way he didn't go in the first two rounds. Right. And Unless he was where, uh, injured or something, but this is where you take players like that. You take players yeah. where it's like, okay, these are reasons why they can win in the NFL. Where in the first. The first round to the second round, it's always, okay, why can't they win the NFL? Where third round beyond, why can they win the NFL? So this is this was the ultimate, the penultimate draft pick as far as that is concerned for me. Um, overall, I mean, that obviously he's got Shaq Thompson to learn from. He's got Frankie Louvre to learn from. So it's not necessarily he has to be slated in to start right away, but... He really might be starting week one if they're going well, four three he defense. Probably, he probably might because one of our linebackers is allegedly uh, going to be arrested or has been arrested and allegedly tried to murder his ex-girlfriend or his girlfriend. Um, so he might not be on the team much longer. And we already don't have – like Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu were – basically it because we lost we have Corey Littleton too we we also have Corey Littleton yeah we also we lost Jermaine Carter in free agency and so darn yeah so this guy I mean he might he might end up being he might end up playing more than we wanted him to play uh which is probably why they traded up for him so yeah just because of the the situation and I cannot remember the the guy's name that um is allegedly in some legal trouble um, because he's only been with the team. Damian Wilson. He'd only been with the team like two weeks when that happened. Uh, So I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a cop. I'm, I don't know. So I'm not going to comment on the validity or the invalidity of all that stuff. I'm just going to, you know, just say that he may or may not even be on the roster. So Brandon Smith might have a more important role than just special teams guy in his rookie year. What does our European correspondent, John, think of this? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call again. Um, <laughs> I, uh, like, I, I want to like, I can't remember. I don't remember the name. We only need to give them attention, but like someone was whining about the pick on Twitter because like, it was a terrible pick. It's like, there's no such thing as a terrible pick in the third day of the draft. You're all just guessing. Um, and I don't know how you can say anything. And it's like you guys were saying, or like Brad was saying, it's like you just take, you take, and you were both saying this really. So you, you take athletes. If they've shown anything resembling like high level football ability, which they have, if they're, you know, if they're playing Big Ten football and they're an elite athlete, you might as well see what you've got there. Yeah. And like, when we say elite athlete, yeah, he might be terrible. But I mean, when we say elite athlete, we mean like, eighth best linebacker 
of all time ver, um, based on relative athletic score. His RAS was 9.97. There's a guy that played for the Panthers for a couple of games. You may or may not remember him. I don't know. Um, His name was Luke Keekley, and his was 9.98. So, I mean, athletically. He's only one hundredth of a point worse than Luke Keekley as a player. As as an athletic specimen. As a player. Yeah, as a player. And he's not going to have the pre-snap – computer brain that Luke Keekley had because nobody does. But you don't know that. Well, I, I, that is true. I don't know that, Brian. Um, but if he can just be Luke Keekley without Luke Keekley's pre-snap judgment, like if he can just be average there, but also be as athletic as Luke Keekley was, I think he'll be okay. Like he'll probably be a pretty decent linebacker. And it's worth taking a shot on him in the fourth round. What's funny to me, or I guess it's just my personal problem, I have to like recondition myself to remember that we do need linebackers again. Yes, we actually, and we need a linebacker. Yeah, it's not like it's a running back. Like we actually need a linebacker. Well, for the longest time, we had like Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis, and then, you know, a decent rotation of other players yeah. around them. Yeah. And it was just like, why, even when we picked Shaq, it was like, why are we picking a linebacker? We already have, we have no need for linebacker. Um, yeah. So now whenever I see us pick a linebacker, I'm always like, ew. And then I remember like, wait, no, we kind of need that. We took an edge rusher too. You can always have those. Yes. Amari sure Barno from Virginia tech. Like I, I don't know that much about the guy. I know that, um, our correspondent Walker went or is a Virginia tech fan. I don't know if he went there or not. I'm not going to say that he did just in case he didn't. Um, But he likes Amari Barno because he went to Virginia tech. So, you know, good for him. It's always funny when someone, it's always funny when someone like in our, in our inner circle is like, you know, I wanted to take this guy from my favorite team. And then like, 30 minutes later, it's like, we picked someone, it's that guy. We were the, literally the only person we've talked about in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the guy. I know he used to be a, a linebacker, and he converted to defensive end. Uh, so he's probably going to be a developmental type Hassan Reddick replacement. He's a really tall awkward looking defensive end this is the best yeah. way to put it i i yeah. watched a little bit of his i watched a little bit of his highlights as well and uh he's very tall and very skinny for a defensive end but so three four outside linebacker on third down type type guy yeah i'm guessing that's like the uh marquis haynes type player yeah. at least in this at least where his body type is at now his only um, job is to run as fast as he can towards the quarterback exactly yeah <laughs> Just put him and just put him and Brian Burns there and just let him run after the quarterback. But he strikes me as a player who's still trying to learn the NFL and or not even the NFL, just football in general. Um, but overall, just a really explosive athlete. And that's that's a trend, obviously. Yeah. With Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer. They're looking for the big athletes, which I support that the I support that. I mean, um, we lived approach. through the Rashawn Golden approach, so yeah, yeah. the worst, yeah, the worst yeah. athlete of all the time. Worst athletes, yeah. 
<laughs> it's so funny so, when when someone gets picked and everybody's like, "What is this? This is dumb!" Like all of, like draft Twitter, and then that player ends up actually being terrible. Like, see, sometimes yeah. the group thing does know what it's talking about. Yeah, it's rare, but it does happen. Take your <laughs> spreadsheets and shove them down your ass, John. It's fine. It'll work out. <laughs> I don't know much about any of the players from this point forward, but I don't. I don't either. I'm but, gonna, we're going to go through them. I know a little bit about the last guy, but I don't know anything about the next guy either. Um, Cade Mays, an offensive lineman from Tennessee um, cool through Georgia. It's a cool name. He, he started at Georgia. He went to Tennessee, transferred to Tennessee. He can play every position on the offensive line. So we've got our, our depth guy that can play wherever somebody gets hurt. Uh, and he won't be as good as whoever starts, but he'll be – He'll be a body. And I mean, this is your Dennis Daly, Daly replacement, basically. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Daly, Tyler Larson, like that guy. Like, he just – somebody goes down, we need somebody, and it doesn't matter which part of the line it is, Cade Mays can go in there and and play. So, hopefully he's good. Yep. Hard and then out. we got – the Matt Rule special. The Matt Rule pick. Matt Rule took the microphone or took the card away from Scott Fitterer and, and wrote Kalen Barnes, cornerback from Baylor. Scott, Scott Fitterer left the war room to go to the bathroom and Matt Rule locked the door. Yeah, and then just tra- sure drafted his guy. Yeah. Drafted his guy. It's a corner. We need a corner. We can always use corners. And this dude is fast. He sure is. He had a 4.2340 yard dash. It was the fastest time at the combine. He can move. Um, he went to Baylor. They had a decent defense last year. Of course, it was a Big 12 defense, so it may or may not be worth the crap. I don't know. Uh, but he can move. He's fast. You know what helps if you're bad at cornerback is that you're fast enough to catch up and make up for your mistakes. That is true. <laughs> I mean, you can still be bad. It's not like it's like a free pass to not to like make you a good corner, but it certainly yeah. doesn't hurt. But you can also you can make it look like you're less bad if you can catch up. Right. Yes, sir. And I don't know. Um, as of this recording, we've signed three undrafted free agents. I don't know if we've added any more. Uh, I'm not going to look right now because I don't care. Um, but our three one future, I care about. well, there, there is one I care about our future hall of famers. <laughs> um, our future hall of famers are Davis cheek, a quarterback from Elon, Kalon Tolson, a linebacker from Illinois and the MVP. And the reason we won the UDFA battle, Charleston Rambo, a wide receiver from Miami. That is the most elite name that I have ever seen from an undrafted free agent. I mean, he's going to beat out Robbie Anderson. We're trading him at this point. I I will trade DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson just to keep Charleston Rambo on the roster. (laughs) We got to trade DJ Moore anyway, so Matt Corral can have the number two. Right. (laughs) Just say, oh, Shai Smith's number 12. Mac Rockham, yeah. 
Yeah, Matt Crawford would be number 12 because Shy, Shy might not be on the team. No, um, yeah. Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. He got, he got himself in a little trouble, too. He got himself into some legal trouble, too, and he might not be on the team either. So, yeah. But, um, just just the name like the the first the we like uh, it was funny too because that was the first one right was charlotte was rambo uh no the davis cheeks oh. was actually the first one no well he lives in charlotte he's already like at the stadium yeah um yeah, I th- but- yeah he was probably i think he was probably just hanging out <laughs> right <laughs> he just happened to be it was just like hey davis you want to sign with us real quick he's like what okay sure like, yeah, All right, sure. Number one. Okay. yeah uh but no, it's like we like beelined it for the for Charleston Rambo. We're like, all right, now let's go pop on the table on this guy. I don't know anything about him. But I just saw that name out there. I was like, we got to get that guy. I don't know anything about roster. him. I'm a, trying to find his um, his RAS information real quick because if I remember correctly, it's very bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. So I mean, he was a he was an undrafted free agent for a reason. Like, you know, you can't really 5.73. 5.73, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's, not it's, it's average. It's not bad. Yeah. It's average. It's bad. Yeah, I think average is probably bad because it's probably most of the bad ones are bad players. Yeah. Okay, You're here it is. Player. Damn, that's why I'm not in the NFL. So I'm doing the podcast and not playing. <laughs> um. <laughs> His composite size grade is poor. <laughs> Looks like he's, he's very six, skinny. He's six feet tall and 177 pounds. He's tiny. Oh God, he's gonna get killed. Yeah, maybe he's gonna. Maybe they brought him in to be a him. kick returner. He's gonna get murdered in the NFL. What the hell? Maybe maybe they want him to just return kicks because I know they Scott Fitterer said they were gonna look for special teams guys as UDFA's. Um, he has well, a I guess poor. They have to. He has a poor vertical and a poor broad jump. Uh, He has decent speed. His 40 was 4.57, but his 10-yard split was – his 10-yard split was 1.53. That's not bad. So he can – he starts very quickly. His 20-yard split was 2.57. So apparently in his 40, he either just stopped running – like gave up or he slows down. Like he doesn't have any energy. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We're just going to have Rashard Higgins just catching, just fair catching punts like last year with Erickson. Let's just accept that now. So I'm not the only person who thinks his 2040 split is weird. Somebody else said it looks like he tripped when he was running. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's possible. I mean, really, because his he has some explosiveness. He gets ten yards in a, one and a half seconds, and then at twenty yards, and it only takes him another second to get to twenty. But then it it takes him two whole seconds to get to forty. Like he slowed down. He tripped. That's, he tripped. Maybe amazing. he did. <laughs> he runs on uh, like maybe the wind was like maybe the wind was blowing in. Slowing down. Yeah, maybe the wind was blowing in because he's only six foot tall, 177 pounds. Man. I don't know. It's an elite name. That's all I care about. So overall, what do we think of this draft? John, I'll give you a chance to uh, give your grade of the draft, I guess. And you just oh, okay, to- thank, thanks for taking my call. Um, I think <laughs> it's, 
It's, um, European correspondent John over here. <laughs> I don't know why I had to be a European correspondent. Why, why couldn't I just be a correspondent? Um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't I, – I'm happy with it. I don't know how you could feel, like, super strongly against it. Like, we got – the we took we got the first tackle in the draft. We got, an, like, who should be a very good offensive tackle, which we needed for, like, ever. And we got a guy that could potentially be a quarterback, and then we picked Makes some good serious, athletes. by the way. What? That we got an offensive tackle just because I love torturing Walker. But anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we got a we got an offensive tackle that should be good. We have a quarterback that's got a chance to be good. And then we took some good athletes at positions of need. I don't know what else. And then we got a guy named Rambo. I don't know what else. I don't know how you can – I don't know what there's to complain about, I guess. The only thing people can complain about is if they don't – if their mock draft isn't what we did, like that's really the only complaint anybody should, you know, and it's not really a complaint, but that's the only thing I can see. Like, well, I thought we would do this. Well, we didn't. Um, Cause John nailed it. Like we got the top left tackle. We got a, a good chance at a decent quarterback. We got some good athletes at positions we needed to fill. And we got a guy named Charleston Rambo. I, 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 this is an A draft. If we checked all the boxes, we didn't trade. We traded one future draft pick, and I think it was a third rounder. Yeah, they basically, he basically just traded himself back into 2021 with the third round pick there. So that they didn't give up a whole lot for that, which was nice. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't give up future assets. We didn't trade for a mediocre veteran, at least not yet. Um, we're taking a shot with Matt Corral. Um, we are taking a shot with with good athletes. We got the good or the best tackle on our board. Uh, it's an A. Like I just I don't see how you can give this anything less than a B plus. Because the only argument I can see against what we did was not trading anything and trading up. Because there is a you know you should never trade up. Um, approach to the draft, and I respect that, but I think we did a good job at collecting picks to use on players we could we can work with and develop. And we we signed a guy named Charleston Rambo, so <laughs> I'm gonna buy his jersey. Overall, you know, the, I I also typically agree with the don't trade up ever, but like getting a quarterback, I think is kind of the exception to that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I don't I don't like trading up, but I also don't mind doing it for a quarterback, and I don't mind doing it when you trade two fifth round picks for one fourth round pick. Right. Like I don't. That's basically an even swap. So I don't. Yeah, really, you're also just basically giving up like undrafted free agent level picks when you can just sign other undrafted free agents. Yeah, you're yeah you're giving up a guy that may or may not make the team anyway. So. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm just glad we didn't trade next year's first to get up into the second round. Yeah, the way I view uh, this pick of Matt Corral is basically just taking last year, or excuse me, next year's third round pick and just moving it into this year. Yeah. Um, it, we're not going to be hurting overall to not have that. I mean, and we may year, get a comp, we may get a comp pick, you know. Shut and, up. Uh-huh. And it's also it's easier to get back into the third round than it is the second round. So, 
we can choose to get back into the third round next year if we want. Right. Or yeah. we might get a third round pick for Robbie Anderson. Like, you know, I like the idea that we just trade a future third round pick for a current third round pick every single year. I think we, we should, should do just that. do that. Yeah. yeah. Just keep doing that. <laughs> we'll have two third round picks every year. Yeah. There's one, year. but, it, but we're just, we're just like constantly just like behind. We're just like constantly in debt. We're like, Hey, we'll give you a 2023. There are 2024 third rounder for a 2023 third rounder. And they're like, okay. And then we yeah. can keep doing that forever. That's just the nice thing like about the time. Be like the Saints with their salary cap. Just do that with third round. Exactly. That's the nice <laughs> thing about time. It down the road. Yeah. <laughs> time is infinite. Yeah. It's only going to matter when the when the world blows up. So, yeah. And then we won't have to owe anybody a third round pick anymore. Exactly. exactly. Then who the fuck cares? So. Uh, but anything you guys want to add as far as uh, draft valuation? Nope. Well, it's been a great 2022 NFL drafts. Really exciting. Actually, I was originally against the Panthers trading into the second or third round, but it worked out really well. I liked it. So the Panthers were active in the first day, second day, and third day. So good time. Good time. So we'll see what happens next year. But hopefully this version of the Panthers turns out to be at least a little competitive compared to the last however many years of picking the top 10. So anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian joined by John and Brad as always, and hopefully we can cover a successful season coming forward for once in a while. Have a good one. Yep. Later. <laughs>